It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening and welcome to the Locked On Pistons podcast, your episode for Tuesday, March the 26th, and the collar gets tighter as the magic win again. This is your boy, Matt Shook, the host of the Locked On Pistons podcast, a sports writer here in Detroit City covering the NBA for the Detroit News and the Associated Press, Pistons fan and follower my whole life, and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. Today we're going to wrap up the action from Monday. Some more bad news for the Pistons, although I guess Portland got the worst news of the night. Kind of puts things in perspective as Detroit makes their playoff push continuing tonight. But we're also going to look ahead to tonight's game against the Denver Nuggets. Pistons suddenly a desperate team, but looking for a season sweep against one of the NBA's best teams. We're also going to take a look at Blake Griffin's month of March so far, which has been problematic for the Pistons, which is three games left in his month. Kind of stack it up with some of his other uh, rough months that he's had throughout his career. We're also going to, in, in kind of the celebration of tonight's game in Denver, we're going to look back at one of the most famous games, probably the most famous game in the uh, Pistons Nuggets all-time series, a historic night for the Pistons and also the league as well. But give me a follow on Twitter at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore for that. Also the Locked on Pistons Twitter account, and check us out on Facebook at Locked on Pistons dash Matt Shook. But like we said, Pistons in Denver tonight. We'll talk about that matchup a little bit later. But first, a split decision for the Pistons for games on Monday night around the NBA in the late game on NBA TV. Yusuf Nurkic, the big man for the Portland Trailblazers, goes down with a broken leg in double overtime. One of those gruesome, gruesome injuries that you gruesome, gruesome Nurkic. One of those gruesome injuries that you don't want to watch the replay of. If you have a friend like listener Jason who texted to you, uh, the YouTube link. Don't click on that. Um, you know, make sure you're scrolling through the Twitter feed uh, cautiously, as you don't want to check out some of these stills or. Uh, you know, clips of Yusuf Nurkic's uh, leg just bending in a way that you wouldn't want to see. Luckily, I've still been able to avoid it. I was watching the game, but looked down when uh, the injury happened, so did not see it. But um, on the court, still important, very important too. Um, good news for the Pistons as the Trailblazers topped the Brooklyn Nets in double overtime. That injury came in double overtime too. Uh, 148 to 144. Nurkic before the injury, 32 points, 16 rebounds, 5 assists. Dame Lillard had 31 points and 12 assists. The Blazers overcame 39 points for D'Angelo Russell. A tough collapse for the Nets at the end of regulation, and the Pistons finally get some help. But, uh, you know, C.J. McCollum, they said he would not be making the road trip, so the Pistons will not have to go up against C.J. McCollum on Saturday night at home in the rematch against Portland. And, of course, Nurkic will be out too now. So that's the second and third best players for Portland out going into that game. So that makes Saturday night a little bit easier for the Pistons, but uh, the bad news for the Pistons on Monday night was that the Magic killed the 76ers 
In Orlando, the Sixers played without Ben Simmons, who had a stomach ache, and the Magic went easy, 119-98. to 28 points and 11 rebounds for Vucevic, 24 points for Evan Fournier. Uh, Joel Embiid, in the loss, had 20 points and 10 rebounds. So for the Magic, this is a 5-0 homestand. Orlando now moves within a half game of the Miami Heat as the Magic are in ninth and the, the Heat are just in the playoffs in the eighth spot. Those teams play tonight in Miami. So good news is for the Pistons is that one of those teams is going to lose. Obviously, I think the Pistons should be rooting for Miami as you push the field, the non-playoff teams back down the standings a little bit more in that case. And the Pistons already have the, the head-to-head tiebreaker against Miami and um, you know would, would maybe cool Orlando down a little bit heading into Thursday's game in Detroit against the Magic, which is now, like I've said, the most important game of the season coming up on Thursday night against Orlando at home. So get some tickets for that one. Tonight's other games that have importance to the Pistons' playoff chase is Charlotte is playing host to the San Antonio Spurs tonight. Can the Hornets top another playoff team for the third straight game? San Antonio coming in. Charlotte's been red hot with three straight wins. We'll see if uh, Kemba Walker and those guys can keep it going tonight at home against San Antonio. So after all that on Monday, the Pistons now technically in sixth place in the Eastern Conference, but basically in a virtual tie with Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn's played two more games, so they have... uh, well, one more win and one more loss than the Pistons, and since their teams are over 500 for that fact, that makes the Pistons' percentage points just a slightly higher than Brooklyn's. But uh, both those teams are one game ahead of the eighth-place Miami Heat and one and a half games ahead of ninth-place Orlando, with Charlotte chugging along in tenth place, three games behind the Pistons, and uh, I guess what uh, one and a half games out of the playoff. Or I'm sorry, two and a half games out. Of, or two games out of the playoff picture. Sorry, doing, doing the math in my head, struggling to do it as we speak, as we tape this late. I had to stay up and see how that Portland um, game with the Brooklyn Nets ended up for Pistons purposes and glad to pass along the update to you guys as you uh, get ready for your morning commute or however you go ahead and consume the Locked on Pistons podcast. But up next, we're going to look ahead to tonight's game on the road against the Denver Nuggets, who are the two seed right now, knocking on the door of the one seed in the Western Conference. But you can get Locked On Pistons on the brand new podcasting app, Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, basically wherever you get podcasts, you can find us. And when you get in your car, go ahead and tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Pistons. Yes, sir! We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, a little bit later on, we're going to talk about the most memorable game for the Pistons in the history of the Nuggets-Pistons series dating back to a month before I was born. But tonight, the Pistons playing in Denver against the Nuggets, a 9 p.m. start Eastern time in the mountains. The Pistons have lost three of the four games so far on the road trip. You throw in that Cleveland loss before 
heading out west when they beat uh, Phoenix and then lost to Portland and, and Golden State over the weekend. The Nuggets, a lot to play for for them, unlike maybe some of the teams out there. But uh, the West is real jumbled at the bottom half of the Western Conference playoff race. But at the top, the Nuggets and the Warriors are jousting for that first seed. The Nuggets down just a half game behind Golden State, 49-23 and on the season. One of the surprises this year, you got to believe Michael Malone, son of former Pistons assistant coach multiple times, Brendan Malone, uh, will be one of the candidates for Coach of the Year out there, but there's a lot of real good candidates out there as well. Mike Budenholzer, of course, Michael Malone, like I mentioned up there. What about Greg Popovich? The list goes on and on. Dwayne Casey in in, in normal years might have a little bit of a beef for that, but um, certainly don't expect him to finish in the top five, but maybe could get some votes a little bit later on for what he's done with the Pistons, assuming they finish off the playoff push and get into the Eastern Conference playoffs this season. Denver, with those 49 wins, are already two wins past their over-under total. Um, By the way, a win tonight would put the Pistons, or whatever win comes next, hopefully a win comes next at some point in these next nine games, but uh, that would put the Pistons over their 37.5 win total from the beginning of the season. So the Pistons have 37 wins right now. That 38th win, that next win, is going to put the Pistons over their win total from the beginning of the season. So hopefully you made a little bit of money there. But uh, no injuries for this game reported as of Monday night other than Michael Porter Jr., the rookie who has not played this season and uh, probably will not play this season. So he's out once again, of course, for Denver. The Pistons are seven-point dogs, so a touchdown underdog going into this one. The Nuggets had won six in a row but then got drilled by Indiana on Sunday night to end their road trip by 36 points. They were down by 41 points at one point, so hopefully, for their sake, Michael Malone got into their guys a little bit, talked about that embarrassing effort that they had on Sunday night in Indiana, so both teams coming in after playing on Sunday and then on hitting the road to get back to Denver, um, and now the Nuggets are healthy. They were Unlike when they visited the Pistons, Jamal Murray missed that game, Gary Harris as well, so, um, you know, Jokic didn't even really play that well, so we will see what Denver has you know, throwing out their full assortment of uh, very good players. Obviously, when you're missing your starting backcourt, that becomes a big problem, especially when they're as good of players as Jamal Murray and uh, Gary Harris of Michigan State, by the way, are. The Pistons have lost eight of their nine last nine games in Denver. They uh, had lost seven in a row very recently before snapping that streak a couple of years back and then losing last year out in Denver. But to get to but to get a win tonight, it's safe to say that they would need at least a pretty big game from Blake Griffin, who has not really been delivering on the stat sheet so far this uh, this past month, especially in March, uh, the way that the Pistons were accustomed to him delivering for the first several months of the season. Blake is averaging 19.7 points per game in 12 games this month, by far the lowest month for him for the season. Uh, the lowest before this was the 23.1 points per game that he scored in February. So it's been a decline, his uh, lowest two months of the season, since that 29.7 points per game explosion that he had in January, setting the record for the most Pistons points in a month all time in that month of January very, very recently. Blake, for March, is a full 10.0 points below that mark that he had in January when he was just trying to pull the Pistons out of the garbage like they were in the winter, but uh, you know, as as the play has improved, especially scoring, especially ball hand or ball movement, and that you think about a couple of good games that Wayne Ellington has had in March, uh, Luke Kennard has stepped up in March as well. So 
It's not been all bad because, as we know, the Pistons have been playing pretty well for the most part in February and into the first part of March. But uh, why has Blake's scoring cooled so much? Well, first of all, the shooting has cooled. He's uh, at a 32.9% clip from three-pointers this month and uh, is shooting 42.7% overall on field goals, by far the worst for any month this season for uh, those two percentages. And he's only shooting 14.8 times per game field goal attempts as well. Like I said, uh, a little bit more assertiveness from Luke Kennard, a little bit more uh, touches for Wayne Ellington, and uh, maybe less less minutes for guys like Bruce Brown, who uh, seem to be getting the start, and, and more and more as time goes on, gets less and less minutes. And look, the small sample size plays a part in it too, especially when you throw in some variables over 12 games in the month of March uh, that, that Blake has played. You had the blowout win in Cleveland was the first game in March when that Sunday afternoon where not a lot of guys play extended minutes for the starters there. The blowout losses to Brooklyn and Miami, he didn't play much in those games. And he also averaged just 30 minutes in the two wins against Chicago in that home-and-home uh, uh, home series that they had with the Bulls in the middle of the month as well. And I'm not here to sound the alarm about Blake Griffin, but just here to say, Blake, you know, it's time. Time to have everyone jump out and ride the horse through the rest of the regular season and hopefully into the playoffs for Pistons fans' concerns. Um, I would say maybe a less important one tonight on the road in a game that the Pistons probably lose to the uh, the streaking Denver Nuggets. But uh, starting Thursday against Orlando, it's actually playoff push time. The home game against Orlando, the home game after that against the uh, Portland Trailblazers on Saturday night without a couple of their best players, as we know, and then the home-and-home home series with Indiana after that. So, you know, winnable games and certainly games where their matchups dictate that Blake Griffin could do pretty well. The uh, the Aaron Gordon matchup on Thursday is one that's been well-documented as Aaron Gordon is often talked about as a younger version of Blake Griffin, and obviously we know the little bit older, into-his-prime version of Blake Griffin is a better one to have in 2019, despite a lot of the, uh, the stuff that people were spewing at the end of the trade in 2018 when the Pistons acquired Blake Griffin just a, a year plus ago from the Los Angeles Clippers. So, you know, we'll see what Blake Griffin has left in the tank. They got the rest game uh, against Cleveland about a week back for him. You would imagine that rest is not really in the equation for the Pistons the rest of the season in terms of taking a game off. Uh, this is this is it. I mean, there's going to be no more resting uh, unless there's a half of an injury or something like that for any of these Pistons the rest of the way. Uh, and it looks like Reggie Jackson, by the way, 73 of 73, looks like he's going to possibly play all 82 games this season, which is certainly something that I would not have bet on coming into this year. And even in a best-case scenario, you probably wanted to find him some rest days here and there. But that is not something that has happened for Dwayne Casey and the coaching staff. And we'll see what Reggie Jackson has in the tank as the season rolls on as well. Uh, nine games left for the Pistons in the regular season. And uh, tonight, uh, who knows? You know, if Blake Griffin and Reggie Jackson and all the guys are able to put it together, uh, could be a big game and a surprise win, which would be nice for the Pistons as the uh, the magic number needs to get ticked down a little bit. It's been a while since they ticked down that magic number for the Pistons going forward. But remember, to get this show every day, go ahead and subscribe to Locked on Pistons on the new Himalaya podcast app. In an ever-expanding podcast world, you need Himalaya with their personally curated playlists and new features every day. Go ahead and download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to the Locked on Pistons podcast. Up next, we're going to talk about the most memorable game for the Pistons and Nuggets in the Mile High City. That's up next here on the Locked on Pistons podcast, which is a proud member of the Locked on Network, your team every day.
The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. By the way, we're throwing major side-eye to the Utah Jazz today. They fouled someone on the Phoenix Suns in the final possession so that Devin Booker would not get a chance to get 60 points in a game that uh, the Jazz won handily. The, uh, the 59 points for Grand Rapids' Devin Booker and the Phoenix Suns, who have nothing to play for this season, but uh, could have gone for 60. But uh, Quinn Snyder was not having it as they intentionally followed somebody else on the final play so that uh, Devin Booker would not get a chance to go for 60. What the hell is that? Come on, Utah Jazz. And it's typical Utah Jazz move, right? It seems like the the same franchise that Carl Malone came in with the forearm to Isaiah's face, but just, just typical, no fun Utah Jazz out there in the mountains. But speaking of the mountains, the Pistons playing the Nuggets tonight, always one of the more high-octane teams in the NBA, especially at home in the high altitude. However, this season, Denver is middle of the pack in scoring at 111.7 points per game, good for 17th in the league. But they are 6th in the league in fewest points allowed defensively this season at 107.1. So that's a little bit different. Obviously, Michael Malone's got a commitment to defense going on in Denver right now that has proved to be an effective thing for them as they're one of the top teams in the NBA right now. But I will assure you that there was no defense played on December 13th, 1983, one of the more memorable really moments in Pistons history. Um, I misspoke earlier. I said that that was a month before I was born. It was actually, I had turned 11 months that night, 11 months old. So a big night for me. And uh, thanks for the gift that you sent me that way on my 11-month birthday there that night. But that was Chuck Daly's first season at the helm of the Detroit Pistons. And uh, the Pistons came to Denver in the middle of December and played a three-overtime game that is still the highest-scoring game in NBA history the Pistons get the win, 186 to 184 in three overtimes, 370 total points, beating the old record for most points scored in an NBA game by 28 full points, not 28 half points, 28 full points. And that and other number second, uh, the, the old record before the Pistons broke it, that is still number two on the all-time uh, points in a game list. Now the Bulls and the Hawks, Earlier this month, combined for 329 points, and that's the fourth most points in NBA history as the Bulls won that game 168-161. to So still way behind the Pistons and the Nuggets, 41 points behind to be exact. And that's with a 168-161 to scoring fest. They're an orgy of scoring in uh, the Bulls and the Hawks, and particularly with the Pistons and the Nuggets. Some notable stats from that game with individuals. Isaiah Thomas leads the way for the Pistons with 47 points. John Long, the Detroiter, had 41 points. Kelly Trapuca had 35 points for the Pistons. The other starters the Pistons that night included Bill Lambeer and Cliff Levingston was the other starter for the Pistons. Vinnie Johnson was coming off the bench as well. For the Denver Nuggets, Kiki Vandeweghe 
led all scorers with 51 points, what I believe is a career high for him in his season or his career. And Alex English for the Nuggets finished with 47 points as well. That 186 points scored by the Pistons that night is the most by any singular team in a game in NBA history. And the 184 by the Nuggets in the loss are the second most by any team in any game in NBA history. And so many points scored, and the three-pointer was about four years old at that point. I believe it came in about 1979. You figure that the teams must have just went nuts from downtown, particularly when we see how games are and how uh, the type of games that get into the 140s or maybe even 150s today, just how many point three-pointers are made in those types of nights. Well, in this game in 1983, the Pistons went, drum roll, one for two on three-pointers with Isaiah Thomas taking both and making one of them. Denver, well, they must have hit a bunch from the outside. They're the Denver Nuggets, Dan Essel's team out there. Nope, they went one for two as well on three-pointers. So without using the benefit of three-pointers for the most part, the Pistons and Nuggets still racked up 370 points in that game. A combination of 142 field goals, 93 total assists between the teams. Just an unbelievable night of offense down in Denver and December 13th, 1983, 370 points, the most all time. Let's do another night like that tonight in Denver, huh? Let's see if we can do that. By the way, I think that record's going to get broken sometime in the relative uh, near future. I'm not saying it's going to happen uh, anytime, maybe this season or anything like that, but uh, with the way games are going, you'll have a, a couple overtime games and Steph Curry will go nuts and it'll just be a three-point shootout between teams. And um, certainly with the three-pointer, that uh, makes it more likely that games like that could happen throughout the course of an NBA season. But thanks for listening, and remember that you can subscribe to this show on the new Himalaya podcast app, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, go ahead and tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Pistons. Now, i got a special guest lined up for Wednesday's show, someone who's leaving us here in Pistons Nation, and we're going to hear from them before they uh, leave Metro Detroit. But this is your host, Matt Shook, of the Locked on Pistons podcast saying enjoy the game against Denver tonight. We'll have a recap tomorrow and a special guest as well. As the playoff push continues, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.